five mid mornings catch up. So a few weeks back, we started chatting to different healthcare professionals, specifically when it comes to mental health, on a whole bunch of different topics, trying to make it just a little bit more accessible as well. And we can learn from each other because I think we all have a lot of questions when it comes to mental health. It's something that's spoken about a lot, but not necessarily something that's spoken about in a very accessible way, or at least that's how I feel. So we've got Dr. Leon on the line with us. She is a registered counselor who's special specializes in short-term solution-focused counseling. She helps her patients with issues like stress management and trauma debriefing, grief and bereavement as well, scholastic issues, career guidance, and even adjustment issues. Hi, good morning, Helian. How are you doing? Morning. I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm doing so great. Thank you so much for asking and for joining us this morning on Let's Talk About That. So we're chatting to you today about getting diagnosed, which is an interesting conversation topic. Uh, And I think it's a question, this first question at least, is a question that a lot of people often have when it comes to mental health is why would someone actually seek out an official diagnosis of anything, whether it be borderline personality disorder or bipolar or a generalized anxiety disorder? Why would someone want to actually get an official diagnosis? So I think there's many reasons, and I think many of those reasons are probably quite dependent on that person. But I think... It, it really just helps a person make sense of certain aspects of themselves and it helps them to understand themselves better um, and I think sometimes having a diagnosis can almost be a relief mm-hmm. because you might constantly feel like you're different in some way or your your symptoms could be quite confusing so I think just having a diagnosis might almost reduce the anxiety of the unknown and not being sure what exactly is going on with you and your body and your mind. Um, And I think um, just from a medical point of view, having a diagnosis helps the treatment just run more smoothly. Mm. um, And it just, yeah, it just makes it easier just from, yeah, a medical point of view and getting the help and getting the treatment that you need. Yeah, of course. And I think also for people who often get diagnosed, they find themselves like a little community of people who are maybe struggling and suffering with the same thing that they are. And there is a lot of comfort in being able to seek other individuals out. And there's so many online platforms where you can find people who are going through the same thing as you. And if you have a name for it, it's a lot easier to Mm -hmm. find a community of people, I suppose, who also feel the same thing as you and are going through the same thing as you. So uh, I agree with everything. You can research it. You can can, find out more about how you can ease your symptoms. Um, yeah, and as you said, there's online communities, there's there's platforms, there's so many different avenues that you can find help now that you have a diagnosis. 100%. So now we're talking about why someone, okay, would get a diagnosis. Now it's about the process for getting diagnosed mm. because obviously when it comes to mental health problems or issues or concerns you can't go for a blood test and then they're like oh you have generalized anxiety disorder you can't go for yeah. an, an x-ray and they're like oh you, you've got depression so what does it look like what does the process look like what do the tests 
do? Uh, are there scary tests? Is it something we should be scared about? <laughs> <laughs> They take your blood. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. So I think it all depends on the diagnosis um, that the professional is leaning towards. Mm-hmm. But, it's you know, we're also individual. We're also different. So it's not always a one-size-fits-all. It's not always clear-cut. So the professional might... Um, just do an interview with you, get mm-hmm. some history, um, observe you. Um, they might even get some collateral information. Um, but what I find what works is is rating scales. Um, and so the professional would often look for clusters of symptoms um, and you know, you might, they might ask you questions like, how often have you experienced this? Um, is this um, what you're feeling? Is it mild, moderate or severe? So a lot of a rating scale, that is often okay. very helpful. Mm. Um, and then the professional will take a look at um, the criteria and, yeah, basically just see if what you are experiencing um, what you're experiencing aligns with a certain diagnosis. We've got Dr. Elian on the line and we're going to wrap it up. We are talking about getting diagnosed. Let's talk about that on 5FM. I think there's also a little bit of confusion, at least I know amongst my friends even, who haven't necessarily started any kind of a mental health journey, is when it comes to getting a diagnosis especially, who is the correct person to get a diagnosis from? Should we be going to our GPs? Should we be seeking out a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist? It's all very overwhelming. Do you have any sort of advice for like step one? This is maybe your first point of entry and where you should start the process. So I agree. I think it is very overwhelming and it is very confusing. Mm. Um, So you've got a few options. Um, You can, I think it also depends on what you can afford, what your budget is like, um, who and what you have access to. I would say the most easiest, easily accessible person would be your GP or your family doctor. Um, You get GPs that have a special interest in mental health, just like Mm -hmm. you would have GPs with a special interest in sport medicine Mm -hmm. or, you know, so you have GPs that actually have an interest in psychology. Um, Then I would say finding a psychologist, a clinical or counseling psychologist, that's also a very good route to go. And also there are quite a few psychologists out there, um, easily accessible. Um, I would say the mo- the best, the first prize, but also the most difficult to have access to is probably a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. So the psychiatrist can diagnose you and can rec- um, prescribe medication. Mm-hmm. Um, but psychiatrists are expensive. They're booked far in advance. Yeah. So it's it's often it is difficult to get an appointment with a psychiatrist. Yeah, that's a very fair point. So I think the the best 
solution is probably the most accessible solution at the time. So do yes. something rather than nothing. If you can go to yes, a psychiatrist, absolutely. that's great. But if you can just go to yes. your family doctor or a GP, then at least start there and ask them the yes. question. They might be able to refer you, I suppose, to someone as well, which is cool. Uh, yes. So this is something that came up a few times when I was in varsity and it was a very, very, I think, harmful myth in school and maybe you can correct or help me correct this at least is that your diagnosis is not private so i had a lot of friends who didn't want to go and see a therapist they didn't want to talk to their doctor because they said no my doctor's just going to tell my mom my doctor's just going to tell my dad or my partner or someone so my question to you is is your diagnosis private or will your healthcare provider, whoever you've gone to, will they tell your family? Will they tell your employer? Do they have a responsibility to keep it private or a responsibility to disclose? Thank you so much for asking that question because I think there is a lot of uncertainty and I think that holds a lot of people back from mm. seeking help. So I can speak from the... A psychology profession and what we do in our very first um, session is we we do contracting so we will contract with you and we will discuss confidentiality mm-hmm. and anything that we discuss will stay between us and I always say the only exception is if you are at a risk to yourself mm-hmm. if you are at a risk of harming yourself or harming someone else, then I will break confidentiality. Um, But anything else that you say to me will stay between us. Mm. And then you sign that contract and yeah. So definitely I, I can't speak for doctors and GPs, but in the profession of psychology, you know, it's written into our ethical code of conduct. Um, we we don't disclose any information that our clients share with us. That's amazing. And I think uh, you can also then, as a patient who's maybe meeting with a healthcare provider for the first time, maybe that's the opening question is, is everything yes. I talk to you about, is it going to stay between the two of us? Can we have some sort of a confidentiality agreement between the two of us? Just yes. so that you can feel a little bit more comfortable in being completely yes. honest. Because obviously seeing a healthcare mm-hmm. provider, especially a therapist or a psychologist, it's important to be as honest as you can be. So you don't want your patient yes. holding back because they're worried that you're going to go tell on them. You know, go and tell parents yes. or go and tell partners. Yes. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And we want the client to feel comfortable and yeah. safe. So, I, yeah, yeah. I love that. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, if we would like to get in touch with you, uh, do you have a website? Do you have contact details? Do you want to let us know? Sure. Um, you can reach me via email. My email is rc at gmail.com. And you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Helene underscore registered underscore counselor. I love that. Thank you so much, Helene, once again. And have a phenomenal day. Thank you so much. Same to you. Let's talk about that on 5FM. Catch up on some of the best moments from 5 Mid-Mornings by going to 5FM's catch-up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.